0: I mean, apparently, human flesh tastes like pork. Mm. I mean, sailors, sailors that would get like, you know, they'd get the doldrums and they they didn't get any food. They would start to eat each other, cannibalize each other. So they called it long pork. This episode got real weird.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You're listening to Working Code. And now your hosts, who wish they were Boolean, so the next time they're wrong, it's only by a bit. Adam, Ben, Carol, and Tim.
2: Okay, here we go. It is show number 112. And on today's show, we are going to take more listener questions. Actually, we're going to use listener questions that you guys submitted for our episode 100 Spectacular. There were quite a few that we didn't get to, and they were good questions. So we didn't want to just leave them hanging there. We're going to come back and answer a few more. So uh, we'll do that after we do our triumphs and fails. But first, as usual, we'll start with our triumphs and fails. And Carol, why don't you go first?
1: Yeah, I'm going to kick us off with a giant failure. (laughs) So um, groceries are expensive. And I do a really bad job of shopping. And when I do, we tend to not eat everything that we buy. And we end up wasting food, which I hate doing. So I committed to not eating out any this week and went and bought groceries. Which again, let me reiterate, are expensive right now.
0: Very. Um, Have you seen eggs?
1: Yeah. And we even went to Post and bought groceries this time because they're cheaper on Post than they are off Post. So
0: That's a military thing?
1: Yeah, on Base. Yeah. So like at the commissary, things are just cheaper. So we went and bought groceries at the commissary. And I still ended up, Peyton ate lunch out of the house two days already. And it's only Thursday. And we had dinner out last night because I just did not feel like cooking. So I feel like it's really hard to make adjustments to your normal schedule to Mm. accommodate cooking a big meal and cooking healthy. So we'll get there, but we did not do a good job this week. And ultimately the things that we didn't cook though can go in the freezer. So that's a good thing. I don't feel like I've wasted food, but that's
2: good.
1: goals, healthier Mm. and save money.
0: I'll say we're the opposite. We almost never eat out. And of course it's a little different. My wife, she doesn't, have a you know 9 to 5 job she's a stay at home mom so i mean that's what she does right she like does laundry and you know cooks meals and things like that so that's a little easier cuz both you and your husband are, are working yeah but you know even then it, that's still a challenge to you know to always <laughs> the biggest challenge is like what do you want for dinner yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's an argument that you just have th- the rest of your life until you both die <laughs> So, but one thing we found is like, so we, a couple things, a couple things that we do, number one, just making sure you have ingredients, right? Cause it's like, if you don't think about really what you want to make, have a, have a set of recipes that you want to do and then have, make sure you have the stuff to do it. And then we have a chalkboard that we painted on the wall that you can buy chalkboard paint, right? So we, there's a section of our wall in the kitchen and anytime anything runs out, we write on the board and chalk. Oh. And that's our, and that's our that is our shopping list, right? So the main things that everybody wants, like if somebody wants some more cookies or whatever, you write it on the on the chalkboard. And then before you go shopping, you take your phone, click, take a photo a picture. of yes, picture. Yeah, snap a picture. And that way you don't forget. And so therefore you always have the ingredients that you need. But then the second thing is like, you know, doing a lot of, you know, Michelle having to run the kids back and forth to school and to work. Uh Lily's started a job at Subway.
1: Oh, that's cool. That was my <laughs> first job.
0: Yeah, she's a sandwich artist. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's seventeen, her first job, very proud of her. She went out and and did it. But yeah, so she's running around a lot. So it's gotten harder to like plan the meals is just doing batch prep. And there's a whole ton of videos if you do batch recipes where you can do like it's like ten to fifteen ingredients, but you can combine them in a different way so that you can make multiple different meals and then put them in containers and then you have, you know, meals for seven days a week that are that are somewhat unique they're you know they're using the same stuff on over again but honestly that's Mexican food Mexican food is like seven <laughs> ingredients
1: <laughs> and <laughs> it's just, delicious
0: yeah it's delicious but it's just processed different ways right yeah there's only so, so many
2: ways you can combine chicken and beans and rice yeah exactly
0: and cheese and, and salsa and so but yeah yeah so I, I think that those are the things that kind of help us kind of keep to that and we like I said I can't remember the last time I've eaten out I think. Three months ago, they opened the new Captain D's around here. And I'm like, you know what? I want fish and chips. And so I went there. And that's probably the only time in the last year that I ate out.
1: Oh, wow. No, we eat out a lot more than that. We eat out (laughs) so much, we get rewards from Uber Eats. (laughs) So we eat in. I guess I should say we eat in, but lots of food gets delivered to the house. But Uh we're trying to do better, trying to be healthier. I'm working out all the time and C's working out. So we are attempting to do better, but we definitely are going the route of trying to meal prep. So, on Sunday afternoon, I'll like chop up onions, chop up bell pepper, chop up some of those key things that we need to make everything for the week. That way, it's less likely for me to go, Oh, I don't want to stand here and do this. Like mm-hmm, the onions right. are already diced, the pepper is already diced. All I need to do is put it in a pan, you know, fry up some meat or something and figure out what we're going to have. So, we will get there slowly. Sure.
0: <laughs> well, there so good you. luck to you.
1: Thank you. That's it for me. What about you,
2: Adam? I'm going to go with a failure this week. If you follow me on Mastodon or I guess probably Twitter, you probably already know this. If you have been paying attention to my stuff, which I wouldn't blame anybody for not. But <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I I posted a, a social media storm of tweets because my son had his Microsoft account stolen from him via social engineering. So Sunday, you know, I was kind of taking an easy day. He lounged around the house in the morning, took a shower, probably like 30, 11 o'clock. While I'm in the shower, my wife comes in and says, so my son, I don't want to say his name, whatever.
0: he, he uh, Your son when he's in trouble.
2: He, yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, she said his name, right? But he basically, he gave his email address to somebody on Minecraft and now he can't get into his account. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh-oh. So long story short, very, very long story short, this person basically, you know, they were playing around in Minecraft, this person who didn't know bet him a rank. So a rank you can like basically pay to get some extra features and stuff. You know, it's like whatever, pay to, to get better stats and things and bet him a rank on, on a PVP duel, right? So they fight each other, loser buys the winner a rank. And then of course this guy took a dive, you know, intentionally lost. And uh, I was like, okay, well, I lost, fair's fair. So what's your email address? I'll, I'll, I'll buy you a rank, which this is something that my son has done for other people, right? People he knows in real life. His friends, he's like gifted them a rank for their birthday or something. And so he, it didn't seem all that extraordinary to him because, you know, he, you do have to have the email to gift somebody a rank. But then the guy's like, okay, well, I sent you a code. I need that code from you to, oh, right, no. to, to verify. And, and, you know, we've been teaching him for years and telling him, like, never give any information to anybody on the internet. And, you know, it was just, I think that it was too enticing to get this free rank.
1: Because they're not yeah. cheap,
2: you know, it's a little bit of money. And, and so his guard was down and he gave the dude the code. And so, you know, okay, that's one thing. You, the account got stolen. The, the guy took over his account, changed the email address, whatever. What made it especially frustrating is that Microsoft has made it, I want to say, intentionally difficult to impossible to get it back.
0: Like a Redbubble account.
2: We'll get, we'll come to that. Actually, don't let me forget about that there is a process for recovering an account. Like if you lose the password and and, you know, there's no way to, to log in or whatever and you don't have a a recovery email address or whatever, but it's entirely automated and there is no way for there to be a human in the loop. Like I got in touch Mm -hmm. with a couple of different people. I talked to their, their Twitter support people and they all, basically they all told me like, there's no way for us to do. And they're like, no matter how nice of a person, no matter what department you get into, there's they just can't. Fix Did you actually it. talk to humans though. Yes, not oh, wow. on the phone. Wow. Not on the phone, but like through Twitter support and stuff. So Twitter, yeah, yeah. Okay. I I tried for like a full day to recover it through online things. Right, you know, you search around. How do I recover this or that? And there's a recovery form. and You fill it out, and you have to fill in, you know, very specific things. Like, you know, have you ever have you made purchases using this account? You know, like from the Microsoft store. Okay. Well, yeah, he bought Minecraft. So we have that. He's bought other things. So, and then it's because you say yes to that. They're like, okay, well, what's the last four of the credit card number and the expiration date? And other things like, have you ever used Skype or do you have an Outlook email address or, you know, whatever other thing? And then there's like, you know, what's the full name on your account? What's your birthday? These things that are attached to your account. And if you get the right combination of details in this recovery process, it will give you the account back. Well, I'm guessing that the attacker changed details in his personal details, his profile information. Right, If you go in and change the name and you change the birthday and change all these things, then basically I have zero chance of hitting the right combination of details in the recovery form to automate Mm. and get it back. Now, here is where Microsoft spat in my eye. We use what's called (laughs) Microsoft Family Safety, which is just Microsoft's way of like having parent and child accounts and being able to oversee and control them, right? So my kids have Windows computers and they are signed into their computers using their Microsoft account, which lets us monitor and control their screen time. So I can say they can like send a request. Can I have more screen time? And you can say, yes, you can have one more hour because you mowed the lawn or whatever, right? And so because of that relationship, I have an app where I can go in and see some details about their account. I can give them extra screen time or whatever. And in that app, I can see the current email address attached to his account and it's not his email address. And
0: so they changed, uh, they changed the, the email account.
2: address and, yeah. and you know, who else, who knows what else. And it's just like, I can see the email address attached to the account. I am listed as his parent, but I can't go in and change the email address on his account. I can't force a password reset. They're just, it's like, here, here's the details of the person who stole your account, but you can't do anything about it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's your so hands are tied.
2: infuriating. It, it, to me, it's, it stinks of this trend in American society of just removing people from everything because people cost money, right? So anything that you yeah. can make, it, they're, they're outsourcing customer service to the consumer, right? They, they built a recovery app and they made it available to me and now i am the customer service for trying to recover my own account and if i can't help myself then too bad yep and oh my god it, it was so infuriating and to the point where you know i i posted on mastodon i posted on twitter somebody else saw my tweets on my tweets on mastodon my toots on mastodon <laughs> and and tagged scott hanselman who works at microsoft
1: yeah. and
2: and said maybe you could help and he was, he was very gracious. He offered and, you know, he said, I'll try. I don't, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, see what I can do. I'm, I'm not super hopeful, but I'll, yeah, sure. I'll try. And I sent him some details and I haven't heard anything back, but you know, I don't blame him. He's got, he's a busy guy. He's got a lot going on. And, and yeah. like I said, there's basically zero chance that anything is going to ha- come from it. Anyway. So the kid learned a hard lesson the hard way.
0: So basically right. has to start a new Minecraft account and yep. from zero. From zero.
2: Yep. And, yeah. and so there were friends that he had from like other time zones uh, on there, like from ac- around the world that he doesn't, he probably doesn't really remember their like Minecraft their account names. names. Yeah. yeah. So, cause he just had them on his friends list. He didn't have, you know, can you tell me the phone numbers of like your three best friends? Probably not because they're in your... I can't tell you my phone, phone. number. <laughs> 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 right. So like, oh, I feel so bad for him, but you know, I'm at the same time, I'm also really glad that this happened. To his Minecraft account when he's a preteen, yeah. not his bank account when he's twenty. Right. Yeah. yeah for sure.
1: Lessons so. learned the hard way.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Google did the same thing to me with with a work account, a, a Google mm-hmm. business account that I had, where I was trying to add a new phone number to Google Voice, and I got an error, and it said, "Please try again." I did that like multiple times, yeah. and then I got I got blocked out, and I had no recourse. So I just had to shut the account down. Yeah. We talked about You had about to that just cancel before. the account. Yep. Oh, that's yep. so frustrating. Like, I told everyone all your phone numbers. I, I, I can't get them back. We we'll just we'll, we'll do it another way. So
1: that's awful. I'm so sorry. That
0: yeah, terrible for the whole for the whole company. Oh man! Wow. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, uh, that's me.
2: Ben couldn't be with us tonight. He had the family emergency going on. So Tim, that leaves you. What do you got
0: going on, man? Uh. Welcome back, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I mean I was here last week for a little bit and then I was just fading out. The painkillers <laughs> yeah. and the pain was, was getting mm, to me, but sorry. I'm 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 yeah, no, I'm I'm it's been, been a week, two weeks since two weeks since my surgery, so I'm I'm a hundred percent better. So and I'm gonna kinda of piggyback off of what I talked about last time. I last time I talked about, you know, I did a kind of prototype to sales call where we had this use case and I I didn't really know if I was hitting it and I built Built a proof of concept for the customer, and during the sales call, I showed it to them. They're like, "Oh my god, this is exactly..." It. and they, so update. They signed a contract. So like, did, like so, I showed it to them on Wednesday. We did the podcast on Thursday, Friday they accepted our contract. wow Yay, so,
1: That's great yeah. news. Yeah,
0: it's fantastic. I mean, that's a great. I mean,
1: that's you a get quick a, turnaround.
0: Yeah, when you get a deal, yeah, it's a very quick turnaround. They were ready to buy and we were up against our biggest competitor who normally beats us. But and I think doing this proof of concept kind of thing, even though I don't think this this won't be the end-all be-all thing that we build for them, but just to allow them to see mm-hmm. how our tools can be used, kind of help them make the, the business decision to buy it. Show so, that you're going to go the extra mile for them. Exactly. Yeah. And so my triumph for this week is that, so I'm I'm like, after I realized, you know what, I really, because I've been kind of losing a little bit of joy lately. It's like, I, I don't know what my role is an a somewhat executive is, but yeah, because I don't feel like I should be like hands on keyboard a hundred percent of the time. I'm dealing with legal, I'm dealing with marketing and sales. I'm dealing with like different pieces and making sure everyone's, you know, working together. But I think that's one area where I really get joy is like building a prototype to make a sale. And so I'm, I'm taking that to the next level. There's several partners that we've partnered with over the last year, and they have like open APIs that we can deal with. And so we've gotten some requests from customers. And so I am like, you know what? I really, really enjoyed doing that proof of concept. Let me go grab the API from this company and then build our tools into it using those APIs. Uh, and so that's what I've been doing the past few days is just building... These kind of prototypes, quick and dirty. These aren't, by no means, they're not going to be production ready, but they can demonstrate and help the customer visualize, here's, if you use our product, here's how it's going to work in your ecosystem. You're, You're gone with this policy administration system, this claim administration system, right? Here's how we take our stuff and put it into what you're going to be doing. And that visualization, I mean, that is so money. It just, they, when, once they see that, they're like, okay, I see that it works. When you see, okay, yes, we're using the same tools you're using. And here's our tools. Here's how they go to blend together. And they, once they realize that they can actually do it, they there's a whole lot more confidence that you, you can pull off what they're trying to accomplish. So that's what I've been doing and just really enjoying. It. I've been reading a lot of AP. It's, this one is a lot more. The last one was a lot more. I just used my own tools and built my own website to kind of do their use case. This one is someone else's API that I'm taking and I'm taking that API and I'm using our tools and merging them together. And so it's a lot more involved because I don't really know their API, but it's actually, you know, it's actually fun to kind of learn it. And see, okay, I see how you're doing this. That's pretty cool. Let me merge our stuff together so that we can make a working product. So
1: Man, I wish you were on last week when we talked about learning cuz going through documentation is fun for some people not fun for others right you would have had a, you would have had a good time talking on that episode
0: I wouldn't have been much a lot of pain but you know i, I find it really hard it's like a whole wall of text just really just overloads my brain so i, I but fortunately they have really good kind of step by step examples of which i've been working through this company that i mean they they've done a nice job of like they have accreditation where that's their whole business model they they don't sell a in pro- product they sell an api that builds an insurance product that's cool and so basically it's it, th- that's why they've put so much resources into building tools to help you say all right i want to you know create a life insurance product so here's how you do it and they have a whole lot of tutorials how to do that. So that's the, just the tools that makes it a lot easier to learn rather than just looking at some swagger doc which yeah. a lot of times like, I can figure out from a swagger doc but once you start getting into like more than 10 15 endpoints you're like I, okay I don't really know which one do I call first.
1: Right. How uh, do they first. actually differ? Like how do, they inter- yeah. how do they
0: interact with each other? Yeah. You know and and their their swagger API has a swagger doc has like probably Two hundred and fifty mm. different different requests with you know with all different you know get post delete patch I mean all different actions on it, so it get, it gets a bit involved so but yeah, but fortunately, they have really good documentation, so I've been really enjoying that. Cool.
1: Well if, if you if you get the urge to go read some more documentation feel free to hit <laughs> on head on over to like the Fema documentation and no try thanks. to get all of their endpoints working because they work and then they crash and then they work and then they crash and that's like the problem with working with like an open source project like that there's yeah. no there's no plan for how they move forward with things so like it works and then all of a sudden there's new data and it doesn't work anymore I hate it I hate it
0: Yeah this one, I mean, this one's pretty interesting. So I don't want to get too far in the details on it, but basically they have a a web front end you can do. But ultimately the whole thing is basically a bunch of folders. Like spe- you have to have very specific folder structure with specific JSON files and specific JavaScript files. And you upload that to their Amazon sandbox and it will compile it. So it takes their stuff and compiles it and builds basically an entire policy or claims administration system for insurance.
1: Oh, that's nifty. I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around it, but I would love to see it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll I'll send you the link offline, but I don't, but yeah, so it's it's pretty interesting how they do it because they have like a sort of a base thing. So everything that you're uploading is either setting variable, you can create different data points or you can create, you can overload functions on it. Oh, cool! So either it uses the normal function, or you can like upload the JavaScript to overload the function to get a custom thing. So, but yeah, but, so, but yeah, that's what I'm working on. We'll see. Uh, a couple of weeks from now, I might be hating it and going, "This is <laughs> stupid. And I can't figure it out." But but that's my goal to to come up with a demo for that so that we can win win another big customer. So
1: I'm just happy one of us won this week.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Sounds like we're ready to move on to our listener
2: questions then. So Tim, for the uh, Spice-tacular episode 100, you were emceeing the whole thing. You asked all the questions. I was thinking instead of that, why don't we like take turns picking out our our favorite questions and and we'll just go from there. So how about ladies first? Carol, do you want to pick one?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm going to go with be someone else. If somehow you could be one of the other hosts or hostesses other than yourself for one day, who would you want to be and why? Dun dun,
2: dun, dun. i'm gonna pick ben and I'm gonna just so i can lift heavy things
1: yeah he does got big pretty muscles
0: <laughs> i'm gonna pick ben just because he's a much better human being than i am <laughs> he's is, he is so kind-hearted and i am not i'm he, he looks he looks for the positive in things and i'm just such a cynic
1: and he doesn't just look for it, he finds it, right? He like does. he can find the silver lining of everything. And that's not like a quality most people possess.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, I I wouldn't want his constant anxiety, but you know what? <laughs> I don't really know how much more his anxiety is than mine. That's honestly. True. Yeah. I, I, I like replying to my text messages and emails. <laughs> yeah. He he just he just enunciates his anxiety. I just hide it. I just bury it deep, deep down. Bottle it up. You bottle it up. Yeah. <laughs> who? I mean, you, I Carol?
1: Yeah, I don't know who I would pick. Like, all three of you are pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I don't have an answer. I'm sorry. I <laughs> thought I would have one. And now it's really hard when I actually think about it on a deeper level, right? Like, yeah, I mean, wouldn't be can, you because you're super adventurous, Adam. And you seem to be scared by nothing. And you're like, take on any challenge. And we'll just go at it full force and be what happens, right? And... You know, Tim has always been super compassionate to me and he's always been a good leader and, you know, cares about his family tremendously. And Ben just has the biggest heart of anyone. So I, I don't know.
0: So you yeah. want a recipe of all three of us. Yeah. <laughs> can
1: I mix you all together in like a stew sure. and that's yeah. what I get?
2: <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. i was just going to say like, you know, I, I could, I'm sure that there are things about each of you guys that I would want to do. Like for you, Carol, mm-hmm. you seem to be so dedicated to exercise. Like you get up really early, you exercise almost every day or every day. I wish I had that motivation and and follow through. I'm jealous of that from you. Mm.
1: I, uh, today got back to where this is not going to be a big win for anybody else listening who is actually good at lifting like Ben, but I can now do a chest presses with 20 Mm -hmm. pound dumbbells on each hand. Which nice. is big for me because I was only at like five and seven when I started because my muscles hey, had prob- like just gotten so bad over the past year. But yeah, Progress. I'm up to 20s and I'm proud of that. Yeah.
2: You look like you weigh like 20 pounds.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> I got thick when I got married. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, happens. it
1: happens. I started eating a lot.
2: <laughs> the marriage 15. Uh, yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. All right. That was a good question. Harry,
1: um, what about you, Tim? You want to take the next one?
0: So... Here's one. number eighteen, dead body. How would you get rid of a dead body? Well, you picked it, you gotta answer first. <laughs> so I mean, I got a couple ways. All right, so number n- number one, uh, there's uh, pigs will eat bones and all. Yep. so if you own a, you own a pig farm, you just throw the body in a pig farm, you know, with a bunch of really, really hungry pigs. You, you have to like plan it, right? You don't just like randomly <laughs> kill someone. You got to make sure the pigs are like really, really, super hungry. and then you throw the body in the trough and they eat it all. And then you muck out the stable or wherever they're staying and yeah, you're good. And then the other one was so a while back, I think I talked about this in the podcast you want to do, our septic tank. Yeah. Gross. So when they were emptying the septic tank, I'm like, you know, this is, I was talking to the guys, they're like digging out. Like I'm, I'm trying to like you know hanging out with the guys they're 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 shoveling my poop the least thing i can do is like hang out with them and like talk to them and see how they're going and so they're like working like guys jumping in there and cleaning stuff out it's nasty and i'm like you know what if you really wanted to hide a body this would be a great place to do it they're like it's happened before
1: (laughs) oh gross
0: so, yeah, I think throw it if you have a septic tank at your house, throw it in there, put a bunch of like you can get like this these biological drain cleaners that are that that just eat anything that's in there, and pretty much everything there will will melt down There might be some few bones. I think the pigs are probably a better option, yeah. but those are my two,
1: yeah, I was gonna say pigs as well. I grew up on the farm, right, so our pigs would eat anything and Shortly after they're big enough, you take them to slaughter. So it's not like you would have mm-hmm. evidence for very long because now those pigs are slaughtered and they're gone, right? So
2: does that make it yeah. cannibalism if you eat the pig meat? If you eat the pork and that's made of human meat because they ate humans?
1: Let's say only yes. If,
0: only only if you believe that because pigs. Well, only if you believe that animals are only vegetables and you eat the animals makes you a vegetarian. <laughs> well, in that case. Oh, <laughs>
1: well, that hurts my brain. <laughs> and then I would say the other thing is my husband's in the army, right? So I should be like, Honey, I've done a bad thing. Come help me. <laughs> Let him deal with where the bodies lie.
0: <laughs> there you go. Professional help. Yeah. I don't know. I'm too much of
2: a goody two shoes. I don't really have a, a fun answer for this. The only thing I can think of that we haven't already talked about is I really enjoyed the TV show Dexter. Oh, and yeah. if you remember from that, he he would get rid of bodies by going out on his boat into the ocean. And and like I guess he had them chopped up in garbage bags and then like those were weighted down so they would just go down to the bottom of the ocean.
1: Sharks eat you. Done.
0: Yeah. I mean, apparently human flesh tastes like pork. Mm. I mean, sailors, sailors that would get like you know, they'd get the doldrums and they, they didn't get any food. They would start to eat each other, cannibalize yeah. each other. So they called it long pork. Mm-hmm. That's what they called mm-hmm. human. Long pig. So Yeah. Yeah. Long pig. So, um, I mean, you could do the fried green tomatoes thing and just butcher it and serve it at a restaurant. This episode got real weird.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. This is Monty's fault. This is his question.
2: Oh, gosh. I think we should move on. Um, on. I guess that, on. Move on. Yeah. that makes it my turn. I'm going to go with, should Danny DeVito be the next Wolverine? And, and the this came with a, there's a, a change.org. Petition, which is a little shy of its goal of trying to get to seventy five thousand signatures, but that they want have the 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 Change.org petition is have Danny DeVito play the rebooted Wolverine in the MCU. Now, look, do I think he would be an amazing Wolverine? No. Would I go see this movie in the theater? Probably three times. Absolutely.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, Wolverine is just supposed to be short. That's sort of in the comics. That's sort of the thing. And, yeah. And, and Hugh Jackman is not short. Did you, so, but um, he's sexy. True. <laughs> what about like like Thor Ragnarok? Right,
2: that was the one that was like had Jeff Goldblum and stuff, right? Yeah, I I found that to be probably my favorite move movie from the the first ten thousand MCU movies. You know, it's it's it doesn't take itself overly seriously. It's fun. It's just different, and I feel like Danny DeVito in a Wolverine movie could could contribute to a cast and a, and a story like that in. In an X Men, you know, universe.
1: Was he the Penguin and a Batman?
0: Yes, he was.
1: Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I mean, I mean, although the comic book show Wolverine is like really, really buff. I mean, if mm-hmm. you think about his powers, his only real power is regeneration, right? And he can like, like extend claws. Mm-hmm. So that's the two things. It it doesn't mean he has to be fit. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah, initially it was just bone, and then later someone replace all his bone with adamantium that's why he later got old because he was dying from adamantium poisoning so but it's like odyssey
2: if i'm not mistaken a guy wasn't it i feel like there was some aspect in one of the stories i don't remember if this was a comic or in a movie or whatever but i feel like somewhere it kind of became canon that whatever it is that like heals him also kind of pushes him toward an ideal
0: body so he kind of becomes muscular because yeah. of that that that's probably true, but I mean, if you retcon, you could say, <laughs> you could say, you know what? The only, he has two things: regeneration, and he can create claws. And so he could like be a big fat guy who once was buff, but he's short and buff, and now he's gotten older. Right? <laughs> he's he let himself go because of bad living. It'd be it'd be hilarious, that's for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Carol's just quiet. X
1: Men, yay. <laughs>
2: uh.
1: I, I'm just surprised, like, you weren't impressed that I knew that he was a penguin I, in a Batman movie.
0: I was impressed. Where's my like, kudos I didn't at? Yeah, sorry. It. Yeah. Yes. How's yeah. You got that reference. And that was not a early, that was like not a recent reference. So, no, no, yeah. That was good. old.
1: That was old. Yeah. It's,
0: go- it's going back a like ways there. Val Kilmer era Batman. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was, I guess he was, well, was, yeah, that was Val Kilmer was Batman, right? Yeah, I don't
1: know. <laughs> I think so.
2: <laughs> anyway. That's what my gut's with But yeah. I'm not sure Don't
1: back anyway. check us please <laughs> <laughs>
2: Your source for misinformation
1: Alright so I'll go to the next one So Snow okay. White If you could be any of the seven dwarfs, Which would you be? And your options are Happy, Doc, Grumpy, Dopey, Bashful, Sleepy, and Sneezy I'll go first you guys I'm going to go with Sneezy Because I'm literally allergic to everything in this world So <laughs> you, you are. Sneezy it is
2: Yeah, the question is written is, like, which one best describes you? Oh, maybe I I should have clicked on it. (laughs) I think we should also answer which one would you want to be. Yeah, so so the one that describes
1: me is Sneezy because I'm allergic to everything. There you go.
2: But which one
0: would you be if you could choose? Happy? I'd be Dopey because he's the only one who gets kisses from Snow White.
1: (laughs) I did not know that.
0: Yeah, you, I think in the film, like she kisses him. I, she never does anything to the other guys. Hmm. Although, I mean, if there were other, like, like the extended universe of them, <laughs> you know, if I could be maybe drunky,
1: <laughs>
0: that that'd be great.
1: Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I
2: Boozy. guess I would say either grumpy or sleepy probably best describes me lately. I've been, I mean, I, I I drink way too much caffeine, and that's how I get through the day. And then I wake up the next morning with a terrible. Headache from not having had caffeine for the last eight hours, and and I'm not in a good mood. And then, you know, sometimes if I don't keep up with it, I get a really bad headache from withdrawal in the day. So
1: it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Cutting out caffeine is not easy.
2: But yeah, I think I would also like to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> not that I'm not happy, but you know what I mean? Like if I had it to pick one so of the sad. dwarves. <laughs> all
0: right. All right. Tim, I think it's not. So here's what this not so frivolous. Would you guys be reviving the Working Code Pod Book Club? Uh, I will defer to our our leader, Adam Tuttle. I would say it's definitely something
2: I'm interested in. We just have to find the right book that the four of us want to read and that we think would be interesting to the audience. And then we have to plan ahead, do it, you know, do the reading and set a date that the audience, so that we know when we're going to to do the episode well i think we also need to figure out a better format for doing the episode like i think it's a it's an interesting idea for a podcast but i think that we can do better than we did last time when we yeah uh, i
1: I would i would like to do check-ins more often so instead mm. of waiting till the very end to just review the whole book like go four weeks and do where we're at but that's probably four weeks is a very long time so probably like every two weeks do a check-in and yeah
2: there is a book that I have permission from the author for us to to review, which I guess we don't necessarily need it, but it was kind enough to to give us copies for the purpose of reviewing that I'm interested in, and and we'll see if the three of you guys are interested in it as well. It's called the Coding Career Handbook, and it's written by a friend of the show Swix Sean Wang. So uh, it's, I find that interesting, and if I'm going to read nonfiction, that you know at least having it be tech, it would be make it more palatable for me.
1: <laughs> I'm more likely to finish it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think we'd like to, but we just got to find the
0: right confluence of circumstances. Yeah. And if our listeners have any sort of books they want to recommend, I mean... Absolutely. So I was going to bring this up
2: later and say, like, you know, if you guys have questions that you want us to answer in a format like this, the best place to leave those would be to go to workingcode.dev slash AMA. And that'll bring you to a GitHub repository where you can just leave an issue as a question. This is what we did for the Spicetacular. So that's where all of the questions that we're pulling from are for right now. And we'll just continue to use this repository for the same purpose. But the reason I say that is because if you want to suggest a book for the book club, you can also come here and, and leave it as an issue. So that would be fine. All right. Is it my turn then? What do you guys think are the best programmer movies, programming, like coding movies? Because, you know, so often we see tech stuff. In movies and on TV, and it's just 100% cringe. That's wrong.
0: Um, yeah. Do you think that there are any that like do a really good job? I would say uh, it's not a movie, it's a TV series, and it's uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Mm-hmm.
1: Is that the with, one with the mask guy? The mask no. guy? Okay, mm-hmm. never
0: mind. I, I think you're thinking of Mr. Robot? Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Robot. So Halt and Catch Fire is it's kind of set in the early days. It's like, pre-internet like 16, and post-internet. 70s, yeah. Well, yeah, like early 70s, 80s. So like when the internet was really starting to get going and it kind of follows the careers of, the, of these people. And I mean, the coding, they don't show a whole lot of coding, but I mean, they basically follow the early days of, of BBSs and the early days of like search engines, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and just co- sort of the Silicon Valley kind of machinations going behind this. It really, even though they weren't, it wasn't, Obviously, a documentary, and they weren't, they couldn't use the properties that we, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up with. But it really got the feel of, yeah, that's kind of what it felt like. This extreme optimism that everyone had in the early internet days, and then how it quickly just became all about the money. So that, like, one of the characters, he he, he basically creates a virus so they can create virus software. So he creates the problem to create the solution they mm. can create, you know, make business out of. And I don't know if that's how actually it worked, but you know. I
1: wouldn't doubt
0: it. Yeah, Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. But I mean, the acting is extremely good. It's like I think it's three seasons, four seasons. It just really captures that. It captures that 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 early internet startup kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I felt like the pacing was a little slow. I don't think I saw the last season. It's done, right? They're not making anymore. Yeah, they're done. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I've seen the final season. But yeah, it was. I, I really enjoyed it when I was able to get through it. Like I felt like it was worth watching. And I mean, there's some really talented people and i think that uh, Mackenzie davis who went on to be in the martian and in a bunch of other stuff was in this and i think it kind of launched her career and carrie b i think is how you pronounce it she's also been in for all mankind and, yep. and a bunch of other stuff and yeah just a lot of really good actors in this show
0: it, it just sort of gave that early feelings of of what it was like back in those days with the all the possibilities mm-hmm. but then it's like you know the people You know, sleeping at the office—it wasn't even an office. It was kind of like a big house. The people, there's a lot of partying, but a lot of working, and just those early days. It just yeah captures that how I remember it through the lens of nostalgia.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm.
2: It's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but I feel like I have a memory of it being reasonably faithful to reality. The movie Swordfish—it was about
0: was always Swordfish.
2: (laughs) It was—I think it was about like some. Bank. It was like bank heist type movie, but they needed you know uber elite hacker to to do some sort of you know vault cracking code stuff. But I remember it being you know just, uh, a good movie. Like it, it was incorporated tech well without being too cringy. It was a long time ago. Let's see, when did that movie come out? Two thousand and one. John Travolta and Hugh Jackman. Ooh.
1: Yeah, I've not seen that. <laughs>
2: Twenty two years ago. <laughs> wow. It's been a minute. Yeah. What else has been really good? I, you know, so there are movies that I think are a little on the cringy side, but for some reason, if they're campy or cult classics, like, I like them anyway. Like, one of my favorite movies is Hackers. Not seen it. It's a, what is her name? She's a very famous actress. Hackers. I'm the
1: worst person to talk to about anything relating to uh, movies yeah. or actors, actresses.
2: Angelina Jolie and Johnny Lee Miller are the sort of the two leads. Very good movie. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's campy. But otherwise, very what good. What does
1: campy mean?
2: That is a good question. I guess I only know it by relation. It's, it's like silly, but not in a, like a comedy way. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I wish <laughs> I knew better. Um, <laughs> I've
1: never heard that before, so I didn't know what you meant when you say campy.
2: Okay. I, I just saw Johnny Lee Miller in something recently too. I forget what it was. It was a... a uh, oh, he, oh, he, he played a prime minister in the last season of The Crown.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. I've not. I've not watched any of the Crown. So
2: the way yeah. you
1: said "really" made me think that you were very shocked by it's this, just, and you. It's just. Like I, I just it. know what he
0: looks like. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He doesn't look like any prime minister I remember. Maybe Margaret Thatcher. So what you got to <laughs> do
2: is, is imagine him all grown up, shave off the stubble, and then he gets uh-huh. uh, you know a very clean cut, you know English prime minister haircut, right? And, and put him in a seat. Wasn't he
0: married to Angelina Jolie for a while? I don't know. Was he? I think so. I, I, he was married to someone way he, outside his his hmm. good looks range.
2: I, I, I don't remember that. I, th- I thought it was not an Angelina Jolie with the dude from Bad Santa for a while. Yeah. Whatever his name is. <laughs> 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 this is a great radio. Billy Bob, Hort- yeah. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. So, okay, so that's good stuff. What about really bad stuff? We might as well look at the other side of this coin. So there's a TV show that my wife and I have been watching for a very, very long time. And we probably mostly continue to watch it just because we have always watched it. It's called NCIS, which is like a, it's a crime drama, Navy criminal investigative investigative service
0: or whatever. Um, Any any of those ilk are bad.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Enhance. 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 (laughs) It's funny because sometimes they do reasonably good. And most of the time they just like, you know, we need a solution. Let's make it a tech solution. You know, like. Call uh, the lab. Yeah, you get a thirty second fingerprint match mm-hmm. or you know right. that sort of thing. Like so yeah, but I mean sometimes it's awful. They just like tech word, tech word, tech word. Whatever. I don't know. Do you guys have any favorites that you that are bad?
1: I have no input for this one. I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs> You're too busy at the gym <laughs> to watch TV.
0: Right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay.
1: There's one that I loved, but I don't remember if it was accurate or not. Silicon Valley. That okay. one was like a lot of fun to watch just for the humor like, of a startup uh, and right. seeing people yeah. struggle. And some of the tech jargon would be accurate, but I don't remember the details of everything. I'm like, oh, look, his terminal actually is like executing something and it looks accurate.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you. IT crowd. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. What you say? Silicon uh-huh. Valley. Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley, in a very satirical way, gave the feel of working in a very established kind of software company. I mean, their their server guy, remember him? Guilfoyle? No, 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 not not Guilfoyle. So he's like this gray haired guy with a ponytail. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I saw him and I'm like, oh my God, that is Dave Stewart. (laughs)
1: Looks like someone we've worked with. Yeah,
0: yeah. That is exactly him, yep. and he exa- is exactly as deadpan and just, exa- I mean, I can name, every time I watch that show, I'm like, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so, mm-hmm. that's this person, I know this person, I've worked with this person, I met this person at a conference. It's very relatable. So, yeah. Very relatable. Yeah. But as far as our coding goes, I, I don't I don't remember actually seeing too much actual code on screen. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I've never worked in the Valley or for a Valley company, but from what I hear, it's supposed to be, you know, w- w- close enough, right? If you, if you allow artistic freedom for humor purposes, it's close enough to being accurately representing what it's like to work in the Valley. So that's, you know, and I'm repeating what I heard from somebody else. So I don't know how true that is. But. They
0: had, they had the main writer from that show come to one of the Cold Fusion summits a few years back that I was at. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was like one of the early. I think it was the second Cold Fusion Summit, and like as a keynote speaker type thing. As a keynote speaker, yeah, mm-hmm. the keynote speaker, and he got up there, and you know he's not a programmer. Mm-hmm. He just he just wrote a, sh- a funny show, yeah. and he got up there, and he's like, "So apparently, I'm you know, I'm supposed to ask you know about tabs or spaces. Is that really a thing with you guys?" <laughs> and it was like everyone starts screaming, and he goes, "Oh my god." you know, 35 years of riding and I'm stuck here with a bunch of these neck beards. <laughs> yep. Sounds about right. Yeah. So there, Oh yeah, I wanted to do this one. Number 25 expert. If you could become an expert on one thing overnight, what would you choose? And so for me, if I could be an expert, like immediately just download into my brain, it would be extreme survival drop me off with nothing. Absolutely. You know, just me and my underwear, in the middle of a forest and i can survive you know create a building you know get water do all those sort of things build structures and if i could that that would be the one thing i want to be able to do because i watch (laughs) i watch these like primitive shows where this guy like goes in the woods like takes a rock and starts makes an axe out of it and chops down trees and then builds bricks and makes fires and creates an entire brick house primitive technology yeah yeah. Printing yeah. technology. If I could do, if I could learn anything overnight, I want to know how to do that. Just so when, when stuff happens, I'm not a prepper, but it's like, you know what? You never know. It'd be a good thing to have in your back pocket to be able to do. Right.
1: Yeah. If something does happen, you're safe. You're covered.
0: Yeah. You can at least, you know, you can get some water you can create some fire. You can build a structure and then, you know, create some sort of, you know, hunting tool to get food. So yeah, that, that that's one thing I'd like to be able to download overnight.
1: I think for me, it would be speaking German. I've been like on and off trying to learn it for years and I get through a few lessons and then life gets in the way and I stop and I realize it's just not a priority enough to actually learn another language so I don't make myself finish it. Everything else is more important. So if I could just overnight be an expert, be like, yes, I can speak German. We're ready for Germany, honey.
0: Or just, hey, every language in the world. If you don't download, you
1: know. Yeah. I mean, if I can have them all, fine, I'll take them all. But if I only get one, I'll take German. I think
0: you'll find when you're in, I think you'll find if you get moved to Germany, like pretty much all the Germans speak English.
1: Sure. Yeah. That's what Steve said, because he's been there before, is everyone around where we would be stationed at definitely speak English.
0: Yeah. It's it's nice to be an American, speak the lingua franca of the world. Yeah. So. That's a pretty good privilege.
2: I think I would pick marketing, which Ooh. I know sounds like a, a, a weird thing to pick, but I feel like the way it, it's going to say a lot about my personality, the way I answer this question, but the way to get rich is to be good at selling stuff. It's not to mm-hmm. be the best at the thing you're selling. It's to be good at selling the thing that you're doing. Yep. And so if I could be an expert at marketing and then you know, just continue to be reasonably good at a few things, then I, I could find a way to get myself set for life that would be
0: awesome. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with you there. I mean, that's and the thing about marketing is like I I've dealt with tons of marketing people, employees, agencies. And it's like it, it all sounds like BS to be honest. Like mm-hmm. I don't they all claim to have the magic number, but it's like I don't really know anyone really does and no one could ever give me metrics prove that what they're doing is actually generating what it's generating right and and how they can so yeah i think if you're good at marketing what i find funny is that there's tons of youtubers who have had a really good like they're really good youtubers you find out about their history they were marketers Mm -hmm. to start with yeah right because they know how to market something and they could right so they can create the, the thumbnail or the title that that gets the algorithm, right? right. That gets to the yeah. So I, I definitely agree really, if you were good at marketing, if you and it can actually really be good at marketing consistently, yeah, yeah, like just you're, it, you're printing money. Yeah, it
2: really. It's it's funny that like I, there I go saying it's funny again, but I I kind of have my eye sort of on the side on marketing stuff. Like there's some people that I follow that are entrepreneurial stuff, business stuff, and a lot of what they teach is you know audience building and the the right way and the wrong way and, and why people fail because they just like oh I want to make a thing that does this so they make the thing yeah. that does this and then they try to sell it and, it and it doesn't do well because nobody cares and the way that you know you build a successful business is you find an audience that needs to be served that isn't being served well and you know they're they're already saying somebody please make this I'll pay for it and and you know you do little things to help out that community and you slowly build a business for them I obviously don't know enough about it because if I knew it well, I would be doing that and I would be rich. And- <laughs> right. And I mean, I, I
0: mean, I don't wanna, I mean, you said you want to download your brain. I totally wish you could. But I mean, I think all three of us kind of have more engineer brains, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like build it, build it first, right? Marketers don't think that way. And, so, and my daughter, she wants, she really wants to get into psychology. That's when she's going to dual enrollment in college and high school. And psychology is kind of what she's going for. I'm like, Man, I don't really know if I, I don't know I don't know 100% if the psychology is really a way to make money but it's like if you want to pivot that into marketing cuz marketing is a huge mm. amount of psychology yeah. yeah then yeah that's the way to go if you really want to to make make some money so
1: I mean big software companies I mean and even like the government stuff I was working on prior we had psychologists on staff that handled our workflows so they basically looked at how our application responded to humans and we drove yeah. what our system did based off of what they told us so if the psychologist said you can't put this button here for this reason you didn't put the button there because they knew how people hmm. would interact with the system
2: yeah that's very interesting yeah kind of makes me think of the TV show billions where they had oh uh,
1: I love billions
2: she had you know they were she has she was a staff therapist for yeah. a, an investment company yeah
1: yeah, Just, she gets them in their, like, in their like focus zone.
2: Yeah, their headspace to, yeah, to go make yeah. billions of dollars. All right. So, uh, yeah, news on the merch front. We got our Redbubble account back. So, same place. Yay! You can go to workingcode.dev slash merch, and it'll take you to the place. Basically, one of our lovely listeners who participates in our Discord and is a patron was talking to me, and basically he offered to file a complaint with the Better Business Bureau about Redbubble. And, and he did so because I told him, you know, I was okay with it. I, I, the only, I hadn't thought of it. And then when he brought it up, I was like, yeah, I mean, we probably should, but I just don't feel like I have the motivation. I don't feel like anything's going to come from it. So if you want to go ahead and he did. And then like the next day we got a notification email. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was the next day. It might've been two days later, but it was pretty quick. That we got an email like, oh, okay, we see that your account was suspended in error, and we're going to reinstate you. And so, you know, they, they still aren't like admitting that they really did anything wrong, other than it, it was an error, right? They didn't. They don't say how we got on their radar in the first place. Oh, what the thing was? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. But we got our account back. We got the the little bit of money from the first time that we were selling merch. So that's nice. And our merch is now once again available without having to do any extra work to set it up somewhere else. So that's nice. Also, it came up in the Discord. I don't remember who said it or I would give them credit. So you know who you are, you get the credit. But I think we need to add a "gifts are my love language sticker. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so that's something that has come up on the podcast, and I think that's a that's going to be a good one. I like that. So we'll get that added. WorkingCode.dev/slash/merch. and can get your. I hear. I'll point my. Nobody listening will be able to see it, but I'm I, I'm pointing my laptop up so that you can see. I got a, a Working Code wall clock up there with our caricature faces on it. Anyway, so this episode of Working Code is brought to you by the Trash Man, the new Wolverine movie, and listeners like you. If you're enjoying the show and you want to make sure that we can keep putting more of whatever this is out into the universe, then you should consider supporting us on Patreon. Our patrons cover our recording and editing costs, and we couldn't do this every week without them. Special thanks, of course, to our top patrons, Monty and Giancarlo. New this week, a new patron. Tim, do you want to try to pronounce that one? Nope. <laughs> so I'll give it a go. Lutz or Lutz? Lessener. Lessner. Thank you very much for joining up. If you want to join, you can go to patreon.com slash workingcodepod. But your homework this week, I'm going to go, I want to, I still want to build up our Discord. So if you want to come hang out with the community, you can find us at workingcode.dev slash Discord. It's just like Slack, except better. Um, come hang out and chat with other listeners and with the hosts. I even saw Ben on there the other day. <laughs> he doesn't do what? anything. Yeah, for real. I mean, it was just like two things. He, he popped in, he says his piece, and then he left. But he did. Hey,
0: I just ordered, I just ordered from Redbubble a desk pad with, with our Working Code Pod logo on. The no faces,
2: Nice. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to plug too, uh, you know, if, if you have questions that you want us to answer, or if you want to submit a, a book suggestion for a book club episode, you can go to workingcode.dev AMA. That'll take you to the GitHub repo um, where you can file an issue to, to act as a question or your suggestion. For the show. And also, of course, obviously, if you would like to hear your own lovely voice on the show, you can use your phone to record a voice memo and email that to us at workingcodepod at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us this week. We'll catch you next week. And until then, remember your heart matters, even if you don't
0: order for bread bubble, but we'd really like you to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good night, guys. You've been listening to Working Code with your hosts, Adam, Ben, Carol, and Tim. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. We'll catch you on the next episode of Working Code.